Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. And welcome to Monday's edition of the Terra Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Joel Sked, and I'm joined by Duncan Mackay. Hello, and that's it. Yep, that's just just the two of us. And well, building castles in the sky. Maybe um, it won't really fit with the song, but one and a half of us because I do not feel fully here. It's just because it's two of us. I thought rather than just do the usual review of the six games, I thought it'd just be a bit tiresome. Just. Our voices. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, it will forth. get tiresome. Our voices anyway. <laughs> well, like. and I was uh, before uh, when it was decided it was us two. It was like ah, that's going to be a lot of editing, editing, just a lot of as and as and and interruptions, almost, interruptions. Yeah. yeah. So instead, just going to go from kind of winners and losers from the weekend, just to mix up like, yeah, the other games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do you want to start? Uh, we start Friday night. Yeah. Why not? Cool. Like. I thought it was quite a good game. Uh, it was always an interesting game. I don't, the, the quality threshold wasn't necessarily breached, but uh, yeah. it, I mean, I, I was dealing with um, quite a poor uh, uh, BT account, and so it was glitchy. But then I think that was also the game as well. I think was, so. Yeah, it was. It was a game where I thought it, it was either going to be there's going to be one goal and I one nil to either side or no one else. Yeah, that was it. The I watched it in the pub and. It was one of those games where even like the second half, can't really remember much happening because you start <laughs> chatting to folk because yeah. there wasn't really much happening. But it always it always had you um, kind of your attention as well, especially yeah. the, the, the first half. So the winners for me was Sean Clare. Yeah, so <laughs> I've, I've kind of got I've got double one like Jake Mulroney okay. and Sean Clare. Yeah, yeah. uh, I mean Mulroney, both have had their critics and rightly so. Mulroney, his kind of mere presence is even a mention of a name. Broke a sigh from Hearts fans at yeah. times, and he even admitted himself. He did an interview with Barry Anderson from the News. Basically, came out and said that he hadn't adjusted to the level that was expected mm. from Hearts. He maybe hadn't realised how big a chance this was, how big a club it was. I know he's working with. Uh, I don't know what. Not a football psychologist, but a guy. There's a guy called Football Minds. He's got his business called Football Minds. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah and yeah. so he's, like performance coaches, more yeah, like, so, like, like overall, but like a lot of it is rather. I mean, obviously, if you're doing <laughs> football coaching, that is there's the element of that that's physical side anyway. So it's it's the yeah, it's the mental side. It's, yeah, it works very much the mental side, and basically just kind of telling yourself 
uh, he calls them stories. Mm. Telling your uh, telling uh, the player tells himself stories to kind of paint, just paint a positive picture. Basically, yeah. I mean the Mulraneys always had talent. I think that's like you know, there's no doubt that the, 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 the raw attributes are there. It's just whether I mean, you even saw that during his time at the, uh, in Inverness. Mm-hmm. But you were always you were always wondered if there was more to. If there was more to him, and that would be the difference between him, yeah. you know, forever languishing in a, you know, being in a, you know, a right winger for Inverness on, on the periphery of of uh, big big moves or whatever, uh, and the difference between what 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 obviously Levine sees in him. Um, yeah, so Levine, uh, Levine, I think was frustrated with him because he was probably too tentative. Now you see him, and he there's still there's still that there. Uh, where he's maybe sometimes indecisive or kind of turns back, but basically Levine wants him in the team to stretch the opposition. Yeah. If he gets the ball, run, uh, run into, into corners. Yeah, yeah just yeah. run. Just uh, because he's, he's he's quick, he's very quick. He's terrifying. Yeah. To, to, to most fullbacks, I would imagine. And you see it with the and now he's having a, a direct influence in games. The second goal, it was him that won the free kick, and then a yeah. smart play from the free kick, albeit probably a foul because Naismith was very cute in the way he. Blocked Chris Burke from getting out and Claire because it was actually probably not the best pass from Claire because it was quite hard and uh, a few other players probably would have given up on it mm-hmm. but because of Mulraney's kind of acceleration he did well and cut it back for Naismith. The um, also moving across to Claire, he's still an interesting one because the jury is out. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think even though the difference is now again, like I said about Mulraney, he's starting to influence games. He's he's starting to have big moments, but again at the moment. They are no more than moments. Yeah, that goal was was fantastic. It gets better every time I look at it. Just the way he, he he's, he's almost got his head down at every point, but seems but, to know yeah a complete awareness of what's around him. The way he sidestep defender, and even though the keeper got a touch on it, it was still an excellent excellent finish. That sounds good. I think my loser from the weekend, and it's kind of a continuation, is. Um, Steve Clark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got. There, there was just is uh, an element of bitterness in his interview on Friday night, and then he's followed it up. Obviously, they're doing a lot of the pressers today, and he's getting involved in the the penalty stuff, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 brouhaha at, um, at Ibrox, and it's just a. We've not really seen it from Clark. We've seen him being like quite um, dismissive yeah. of of journalists and of like critics and things like that. But it, th- this felt a bit more petulant in tone, as opposed to uh, you know like a, just this is I'm a hard man <laughs> sort yeah. of act. If you know what I mean, there I, was I, and there was it was just creeping in and like you know it could be just it's been a long month for a lot of these <laughs> managers and, the, and these games just keep coming and there's not a lot you can say. But like you know, uh, you know, calling the hearts of the back three lumps and stuff like that is like well. If you knew that, then devise a, a, a way to get in behind yeah. those lumps. If you know what I mean. I, it, it amused me lumps. I mean, Berra, Berra's with a lump, but yeah. like Suter and Smith aren't the no, no. are what you called lumps. Yeah, the, I, I got Steve Clark down there as well. I can know exactly what you mean in terms of he's he's slid from I, I don't know really how to describe, but he slid from that to that. He was on. I think the, the issue was possibly that he's been on a, a, a plinth, like, yeah. What, yeah, like on a what, yeah, yeah um, like a. Pedestal? Pedestal, yeah. yeah. I think that's where he's been kept for a while. And that's false to begin with, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it, maybe it's him just coming back down to earth and he might not be the greatest football manager that ever lived. Uh, despite what Craig Anderson says. But <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but I think it is possibly that. But it's just because he's been on that pedestal for so long. It was uh, he was very, very chippy. Now, I think that's yeah. the first time we've probably seen him be... Because uh, he's usually just like does everything from a straight back. Yeah. He, he never... Um, you see, like that—that's more in keeping. What he said was more in keeping with probably like Levine or, yeah. or, or, or McKinnis or something like that. Uh, he always just kind of plays stuff from a straight back. But the fact is that Hearts um, did to Kilmarnock what you could argue Kilmarnock have done to many other teams. They—they they, they mm-hmm. stifled the game. They fought. They—they they, uh, kind of barricaded the, the centre of the pitch. Kilmarnock created, from what I can remember, in that second half. One chance, and it was Miller's header. Yeah, kind of skewed over the. It bar. wasn't. It wasn't great performance. I mean, partly, um, I think one of the reasons for that is, and I'll, uh, he's one of my losers as well. Is uh, Njoli just yeah. because? 
Oh, that was a stinker. Like, like I don't, and I think that was uh, it. Didn't really come across in the highlights, but if you watched the game live, mm-hmm. he seemed to be involved in everything that was breaking down for Kamarnock. Like, and uh, you know, fair play to him for for staying involved in the entire game. But like, I don't know how he lasted the, the full game, if you know what I mean, because he was he was clearly the the point in which all Kamarnock's moves were breaking down. And I think Ray Anderson has said that he's very much a, a lock player in a Steve Clark team. And yeah. I think that uh, that feels right on Friday night's performance. Yeah, he's, he's a very, I think, flaky player. I yeah. think he can get away with him uh, playing full 90 minutes like in a wider position. Um, maybe where he can do a bit of running, get back and help. But to have him as your focal point for attack, that's... It, with Brophy out injured, that's it's kind of just hammered to home how uh, much they miss, miss Stewart in, the, in yeah. this instance. It'd have been a completely different game if Brophy had been playing. I or think, even so, yeah. Boyd, you could yeah. argue Boyd because he would have he would have certainly used his experience better against better Smith mm-hmm. and Suter. I mean, and Jolie was it's just going to get swallowed up with him. But then again, he's like I said, flaky, he's erratic. You never know really what you're going to expect from him. And yeah, to I, I don't think. He could put it better than what Craig Anderson said about him being a lock player. So he mm-hmm. just he just seems uh, his presence in the Kelly team just in Congress. It's, yeah, it's yeah. out of kilter, definitely. It's uh, definitely the. So I've got I've got one more winner from this game and a loser in that just Kelly in general. It's the last kind of week has just kind of stifled them. Um, the the draw away to Aberdeen was not too bad, but they have a shot on target, and then again they um, they looked. Look devoid of ideas against against Hearts. So we've touched on it because mm-hmm. the, the enjoyly lack of Stewart. Uh, it's I think it's a disappointing one for Kelly fans who had those dreams of challenging for the uh, for the, uh, the the title. Yeah, and I think that's now it's just a case of being spoilers, isn't it? I'm trying to get second. Yeah, yeah. trying to get second. Uh, another winner was for me was a Hearts back three, the lumps. The <laughs> I think when they play, the new plays a three as a three. Smith, Bed, and Sewer, They really, they they're, they're balanced. They suit each other. Uh, you've, so you've got you've got Bedder who can just head it. He blocks it, kind of intercepts. He's always in the right place at the right time when, when crosses come at the box. Smith is he reads the game better than probably anyone in the team in terms of how they're how the game is unfolding when Hearts don't have the ball. He's always seems to be in the right position. He's, he's, he's got that kind of sweeper position. Um, he knows how to play that sweeper yeah. position. And then you've got Sewer who can... Do everything. Yeah, do everything. Yeah. On the ball, he's fan, uh, fantastic. He's been proven all the time off it, uh, the defensive capabilities. The worry is with Berra on the left-hand side of this, the back three is if like Mulraney was there, if Mulraney's too high up the pitch and exposes him, if you can run it better, it's, yeah. uh, he has a problem. He has a problem, and if he gets the ball too much at his feet, then there's another problem. <laughs> uh, what do you want to move on to next? Uh, I don't mind. Uh, why not? Why Why don't we go Hamilton Dundee? Because I was thinking that was quite an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, Who've um, these? This is the game I got le- least from. So who? Uh, obviously, I thought I was amazed that you didn't go a winner of Gary Woods. Uh, yeah, that's what I've done. From from signs from some some outstanding. Uh, Saves in that game. I, I, the other one I had was Scott Wright. I think he is—he could just be what Dundee are needing. Um, I, I mean, I know that Air were in from as well, but like I think that uh, you just saw though how well he took his goal as well. That is yeah. a, an element of composure that is not uh, that, that even uh, that has lacked Dundee, even with Kenny Miller on the side. Um, and you. Know, what was interesting was the goal the counter, that came from a counter attack, but it was it felt like they were attacking with confidence for the first time. And I've, I've seen them in quite a while, uh, and it seemed that people knew where they were meant to be going. Yeah, which uh, you, they couldn't necessarily say about the team under McCann. No, definitely not. Uh, but who still thinks himself as quite a good manager? Yeah, um, right, right. So I think it's a very good, a good signing. He, the concern about him is he might be a bit flimsy, quite a bit soft, so, and he 
possibly does need to uh, toughen up and again get go on a kind of weights program condition. Yeah. But in terms of creativity, he can play wide and he can play as a number ten, which two positions that Dundee needed to improve yeah. on. So yeah. he gives them th- those options. And again, he is he's potential to be a match winner. Yeah. Uh, and I know this this all sounds quite harsh and it probably probably is, but um, in terms of winner, Brian Rice looks like a winner because he looks like someone that has just won a contest to be Hamlin. <laughs> there's just I don't know what it is. It's just something quite strange. But like, I think it's just because we've seen him for so long, being involved in football as a coach. Yeah. And now like and, I, and to be fair, I like what he's got to say, and like you, know, he's clearly thought about this move for quite a while and stuff like that but there is just something in the official like club suit and stuff like that just yeah, strikes you as a bit like odd when it but uh, listen to uh, and if you haven't there's a big big plug for the, the new Patreon feature that um, Craig, Craig Fowler did on Saturday speaking to mm-hmm. Aki's fans so I think that gives you a real insight into what's going on at the club in terms of how people are how the fans are feeling about the club and you know they are all positive about Rice and he's saying the right words um, you, you could say the canon was even when he took over, I, can't, I don't remember it being anything other than defeatist. If you know what I mean, like, oh, it's going to be hard, but we're going to try and do it and stuff. Like, you know, like, always just like, come and just see. always underplay, always like, and and, and, and and agree to an extent. But Hamlin probably, in the sense, it's not meant to sound patronizing, shouldn't get their hopes up too much. But at the same time, as you've you've bought your raffle ticket, you'd be as well trying to get out of the state like you win something. Yeah, but. yeah, definitely. The listen to. To the Craigs, I mean, I think we're calling it this is football life. Yeah. Uh, Scottish, so, this, is, Scot- this is Scottish football life, yeah. <laughs> Very vague. Uh, this is Scottish football life. The, the people <laughs> the people he spoke to were were very knowledgeable they spoke really well um, better than some people on this podcast for sure <laughs> so you, you really did get a, a, a good sense of and uh, of what things are like at Hamilton and also the fact that it was it's good to kind of get a step away from maybe what people say in the mainstream media and we can maybe yeah. count ourselves as because we, we we come at it from this is what we think is happening at Hamilton but it's getting these different like, yeah, there's, yeah. No that, there's no doubt that we can be we can be but especially those in, in uh, journalism circles uh, can be patronised with Hamilton oh yeah. what can you expect them to do with only that amount of people through the gate and stuff like that so, well as they pointed out in the podcast like the tendencies that have been fallen because it's not it's not yeah. a great team to watch uh, and you know, yeah, and that's why we can make jokes about their you know their youth team getting better home attendances than the than the, the first team, which I'd, is still crazy. Yeah, right? I did enjoy when uh, when they released they put a statement up saying of the players they released. One of the players was the youngster who I think scored two. Uh, he scored a couple of goals in it, so it's like, and it's uh, I forgot his name. And then in brackets, he scored two against ba- Basel. It's like why are you releasing him then? <laughs> yeah, so uh, winner was. Um, for me, it was uh, Gary Woods, of, of course. The first, so he, he, there was, he made two big saves. The first one was uh, originally like when you first saw it, like, oh, that's a fantastic save. Yeah. But it was it was one where uh, you'd expect most goalkeepers to make, just because it was it was kind of straight at me. You'd have to not all goalkeepers, as we'll discuss. Later, maybe maybe not all goal, goalkeepers, <laughs> all competent goalkeepers. Yeah. The second one uh, we was was fantastic. It's, it was going kind of bottom corner, but he'd seen it through. I think there was th- uh, four or five bodies in front of him, and uh, the way he sprung and pushed it around the corner for a, a corner kick. And another winner for me was Ryan McGivin. The uh, here we go because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary sent me some notes and he was he was mm-hmm. really impressed with him. Uh, just how uh, how much he just does the no nonsense sensible thing he said that this is what McGowan how McGowan played is what they were expecting from a D when he, he first signed didn't get it <laughs> no they def- definitely they, they didn't get it and you saw the, the highlights that you needed someone basically Dundee needs someone that they can trust because if they're going to play Kasunga you've seen mm. in the highlights where uh, in the second sorry the first half Hamilton was, uh, I think Hamilton played the better stuff in the first half um, they were more threatening the uh, sports team came up with uh, the awful pun Hamilton attackies brutal brutal I can't say anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so the cross came in and Kusunga just as he does he always seems to have one of these at least one of these games when he just completely misses the ball yeah. it's like it's it's obviously it's mental and <laughs> concentration wise <laughs> it's just because I think there's he's, he's got the 
raw quality to be a good good centre back, yeah. but just decision making uh, mentality is, is is just not there. So someone like Ryan McGowan, who's a part, who's experience of this level, who's a bit more say, uh, kind of safer hands or feet, I should say. I, and to be fair, I think McGowan's got a mentality that is needed at Dundee in terms of that uh, personality, personality, yeah. and like. I don't. I, I wouldn't say he's a winner because he's not. But like you know what I mean. Like he wants. He like he wants. He to, wants to win. Yeah, he wants to win. Yeah. Which you know, and he's very performative in that that desire to win and stuff like that. So, um, you, you some people might say try hard, but I wouldn't. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, but it was in my defense in in Dundee's defense that is my loser, and that is uh, Nathan Nathan uh, Ralph Ralph's back. That's just gutting. Like, is the, the just the the deflection? Oh like, yeah, it's from... just like it's one of those things. If it just it manages to just divert it enough, because uh, like, you don't you don't realise it is there is deflection the first time you and watch it, and even on the yeah. second one, the, the second replay wasn't, and then you just see it from behind the goal, and you're like, if that if he is any other angle, that is being deflected away from goal yep. or easier or it's yeah. going to be slowed down towards goal and stuff like that it's, it's, uh, yeah if I was a uh, Dundee fan I'd be pretty heartbroken at that it's just the whole the, the, that whole sequence sequence because <laughs> you had uh, Deng come out and if he'd cleared his lines it would have been that, that would have been kind of game over yeah. uh, he didn't but he has to take some of the blame but not all of the blame because it he gets back in the goal Dundee gets set up again and then it goes from there and the fact is McKinnon that scores McKinnon earlier on when there was a big stromash in the box where Ziggy Gordon was late on um, was late on oh excuse me Dales I think it possibly could have been uh, in the big stromash McKinnon noticed a chance to get involved and he <laughs> sprinted across and got involved <laughs> because he's got history with Dundee I think yeah. he was uh was was he injured against Dundee? But uh, I think he blamed um, he blamed Dundee for something. However, he ended. I think it was um, Matthew Henry's season yeah. with a ridiculous uh, attempt to block um, block his sh- shot at, at one point. And then he seen it when he scored the goals. He was straight up to the Dundee fans yeah, saying, "Devin Alardy." Yeah, funny. Awesome. You um, anyone else from that game? No, no. Um, Shall we, we stay in Lanarkshire? Yeah, Motherwell, Motherwell three, Livingston. Now I I forgot. I'd obviously seen the text coming through on on Saturday when I was at Easter Road, and it wasn't until I um, watched back the highlights I realised all three goals were in like the first twenty one minutes. Or yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, the first goal. I think we can see uh, this <laughs> Liam Kelly for Scotland uh, chat might be a bit was a bit maybe uh, premature. Um, I, you know, I just that was his, I think he'd made the he made him make a mistake last weekend or the weekend or it was against yeah, yeah. Uh, against Rangers. Yeah, like you were just like it's not, it's not. Uh, you know, he still had a really good season overall, yeah, yeah. but it's just that these are the like you Start can't yeah, yeah you can't be that inconsistent if you want to, to be in the Scotland squad. Um, and so I think yeah, it just adds. Up, I don't know. Like, Jack Jack Hamlin got called just, up to yeah. the Scotland squad. Well, yeah. uh, so there, there's, there's that chance. It's, it's just not been a good few weeks overall for for Livy. I think um, no. I think we said I think we said last year when they got promoted that was a it was a team of sixes. Playing at tens consistently, and mm-hmm. I think you're now. I think you maybe say this is now a team of six and a halves, but they're playing at seven and a half, eight. Yeah, yeah. and so like it's just the the, the noticeable deficiencies are because like are the deficiencies are more <coughs> more noticeable. Um, and again, we're now into the third round of fixtures. Like teams are figuring out how to play against Livingston. Like you, it wasn't. It's this. You know, last year they were the the uh, you know, the first few weeks of the season. It's always. You always have that newcomer's advantage. You're going up against players that you don't really know what to do with, and and you know the intensity in which Livingston were playing uh, was was a bit uh, a bit much for for some teams. But I think they've, they've now everyone's kind of worked out that uh, they, they are going to try and press you. So you you've got to try and do, th- do things a bit differently. Certainly, away from home is there's been a real issue for Livingston. Um, going back a few a few months now, the. When I saw the team, when I saw the Livingston lineup, I kind of screwed my face up. You had Tiffany up front with Hardy, uh, Erskine, and Lawless were wide, and you had Craig Sibold in the middle as well. It's, it's, it just looked. Um, it's not. It's not the not robust. Yeah, That's, yeah. It's that, not the Livingston that got them here. No. Like, yeah, it's not the one that is. It's not very, the, very different um, individuals and personalities yeah. uh, coming in that team, and so that's why one of my losers was the kind of 
Livingston squad players. I think you saw how important Keegan again winner was Keegan Jacobs just yeah. because uh, it was Byrne and Pittman were there, but yeah, it was Sybil instead of Jacobs, mm-hmm. and they they're two very different different types of players. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, on the winner side, I mean, what can you say about Motherwell? Like the the, the they're doing so well. I, just, I love that. I would not even say if it's an access, but the the Turnbull Campbell access, like yeah. you, you just that. So if you're a Motherwell fan, that must just be a joy to watch. I think it was just, the second goal was was, was fantastic. The just the way it was. Turnbull had the ball and. There was there was an inc- there was a, a second where like he, he was going to play this kind of simple pass, but he kind of waited. Then Campbell made the run and he was able to take out two or three Levy players just with yeah. one pass. And then you, you saw it with uh, Campbell bursting forward and and setting up main. And I think Campbell, if given opportunities, the type of player that can do that more mm-hmm. often. Uh, I I talked him up as a potential John McGinn replacement, somebody can be mm-hmm. mould molded in that way yeah. uh, for Hibs. He's, I think he's got that kind of dynamism. He's, um, he can bomb, maybe not the best dribble of the ball, but he can travel with the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. He saw it there. Uh, for me, was uh, Jake Hasty. He is. Oh, yeah. He looks like a man. It just looks like an absolute unit. Yeah. But as a as, as a white man, it's uh, it's just really like it's just nice to see. <laughs> like as yeah. there's more than like just uh, I know even about a month ago people were a bit concerned about Steve Robinson's time at like oh was was this it was his time up at, at Motherwell and he seemed to be running out of ideas and turns out that just putting <laughs> lots of young laddies yeah. in the squad uh, and letting them run free like uh, with you know, obviously with an element of structure like really helps and, and you know, Motherwell have got something to look forward to for the rest of the season now. You even if it, you you even the right with the Scottish Cup, but if they've turned it around, yeah, definitely. I think even if top six is a bit out might be a bit much, but, but it's not saying top six next season is. Yeah, it? and that's saying so. Even if uh, fans realise that maybe top six is just out of reach, they're out the Scottish Cup. But with this youthful youthfulness in in their team, they're playing with a bit of uh, vibrancy. They're probably playing the best football mm-hmm. um, under under Stephen Robinson. Is is kind of how you. Define good football under yeah. um, under the time with Stephen Robinson. So there's that to look forward to going to games. I mean, Robinson's mentioned that there's there's a lot more. They've, they've got a lot more match winners, yeah. uh, match winners in the team, um, and there's there's just there's just a vib- vibrancy to them, which is which is exciting to watch. Main, I think it's going to be helped by having uh, players who can set up chances for him because again, he's he can show. He's, He's showing that he can score, but he needs chance, a lot yeah. of chances to do so. There's, uh, and now he's got people behind him who are willing to put, who, are, who can put stuff on a plate for yeah. him as well. I mean, that's, I think that's what we've said before about Maine is that he'll need those chances, but he also probably the, the less time he has to think about them, the better. Yeah. Like, and I mean, they've, they've still got. They still got Cadden to come back. They've also got a strong, strong bench as well. You had, I think, you had Freer on uh, players like Freer on the bench to do that. And I like Robbins is probably comfortable now that he's got flair players, but also players who are willing to to, to, to mix in as well. Uh, yeah. One last loser was uh, was some of the Livingston defending the the second goal. We've given a lot of uh, praise to Livy's uh, the, the way they have defended. Yeah. The first goal was um, sorry. The second goal, main goal, when Campbell broke through, it was weird because Halk started running off in the opposite direction <laughs> to to where Main was. It was it was yeah. if he was if it was again. It was like a FIFA glitch yeah. where you, you might you might see someone um, going uh, chuck their controller through the <laughs> through the screen because their centre back has just gone off on one. Yeah. And the third goal was when Hasty just ran the length of the pitch, and pillars were just like basically falling over. Yeah, yeah. it was as if, if it was it was like a um, it was like I don't know, like Crash Bandicoot or something, where they're just falling <laughs> over and kind of just directing them which way which way you go. We'll go to. Do you want to go to Ibrox? Yeah, why not? Why not? The, um, I think Rangers, Rangers four, St Mirren now. Who would be your? Who'd be your winner from that? Uh, my winner from that oh, game is well, one of them is uh, Oren Kearney because uh, we've been talking all about the pens and not the fact that St. Mary were absolutely shite. Yes, um, it's a it's a huge distraction actually for because uh, they didn't have a single shot on target. They didn't they didn't seem like they offered anything. Like whenever you were watching the, the highlights. Uh, just the space that Rangers had to play. I mean, I, I understand the concept of, of defending deeply, but yeah. like, 
I, you would maybe want your defensive midfielder to be slightly f- a bit further forward in, in front of your defence as opposed to just almost in the line with them. So I think uh, Oren Kearney's... Uh, I think that's the thing. Like, they, they, they went and didn't seem to be playing with much ambition and maybe that is difficult after you, you know, the, the, the first penalty but you've kind of got to have an idea after that like you know, and that was what the Hamilton fans were saying on uh, on Saturday you know it was that it's, it's boring once once you go away to get go away to teams and the plan is not to concede and then yeah. once you do you just go into damage limitation mode St Mern didn't quite do that because um, they just kept giving away fouls inside the penalty box but well, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah we'll come to the penalties yeah I, again I just put uh, losers was just St Mern in, in, in general yeah. they're just that's that's what that's what they have been this season just yeah. losers except fucking beating hearts at the <laughs> end Paisley uh, earlier on see, that was that hurt uh, it's difficult to it's hard say to say anything about someone just because like you said they absolutely offered absolutely nothing I was listening to um, David Edgar on Heart and uh, just his review yeah. also a review uh, on YouTube for Heart and Hand the, the the Rangers podcast just after the game so it's good yeah. to get that uh, get get their reaction uh, he spent, spent a bit of time talking about uh, Celtic and referee decisions but in terms of what he mentioned price. about <laughs> in terms of what he uh, mentioned about St Mirren which is, he said it was the worst team he's seen at Ibrox mm. this season and I'm, they've they've beat Motherwell seven one. They've hammered. I'm sure they've hammered to Johnston as well. Yeah. Um, Hearts were absolutely pish at Ibrox all in the season. So, uh, so Minna must have been really really bad. And they alternatively also could be a winner because of Daddy McKinnon's late equaliser. Mm-hmm. Because basically Dundee and Hamilton it was still, a draw, but yeah, they're, still, they're yeah. both still within uh, touching distance. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I think it's 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 so difficult to have any sort of assessment at St. Mirren because largely there's a huge turnover of players mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and and there's almost like uh, the circus that surrounds St. Mirren at the moment, as opposed to anything to do with the football. Um, but uh, and. Yeah, and imagine constantly whining about the penalty this week will will do them favours in terms of uh, of uh, keeping attention away from the club. I I mean, I t- you can you kind of don't want to go too harsh on someone because I can usual Ibrox is a hard place to go, uh, and they've they've got a lot of quality. And St Mirren have brought in players mm-hmm. recently, but it's in, it'll be interesting to watch St Mirren in the next couple of weeks because to to watch their new players because yeah. they've gone down a slightly different route to Dundee with their recruitment and that they're signing. They've they've kind of had a mix of foreign players and players from down south, and again it's you know that for the fact that the players coming into St Mirren and Dundee, there's going to be some absolute fucking dross <laughs> yeah. that, that's going to be there that we're going to be laughing at yeah. coming into the season and then next season or in two seasons time when someone mentions. I don't know, Popescu, his name's like, who? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. centre back, he was fucking humpy. <laughs> I'm not saying he is, I'm not no, saying no, 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 that's just yeah. an example. However, uh, before we move on to Rangers yeah. and, and Dallas, did you hear Alan Stubbs' interview on Thursday? Thursday or Friday night? Yeah, Thursday night. So you talked about him basically, he would have done anything to do. Come and get me, please. Yeah, but it was interesting to hear what he said about St. Mirren and that he walked in there. I can his side of, his side of the story. If he walked in there and he was aiming for like players like Greg Stewart, yeah, Kenny Miller, Kenny yeah. Miller. I mean, players of decent enough stature, yeah. And then he, what his estimations were, did it match up with what the club structure was? And he was surprised because obviously they had um, oh, what's his name the the director Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick about, yeah. that's it, uh, was coming out and saying. Like top that nonsense. Well, top, yeah, well, he's like we're the fourth biggest club, and yeah. we could, be, yeah, but yeah. So basically, but Stubbs went in, and these. these a, I agree to that, but it, then uh, Stubbs, like, did he get confirmation of what budgets? Yeah, but, I you mean, know what I mean, like that. Like to me, that seems like really bad due diligence. For, yeah, yeah, for, for, um, which Stubbs. wouldn't be won't be the first football manager to do that. And he won't be the last, and and we don't know what discussions went on there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think the board really helped himself, and I think what Stubbs was right about in saying is that there was a number of players giving you deals last season who, if St. Mary had been promoted, probably won't be, aren't Premiership. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of like of the of the players the last season. So you had Lewis Morgan, he 
he would yeah. go back to, to Celtic but there was um, like Gavin Riley who went down south like, yeah. Gavin Riley was at Hearts in the Premiership and I did not see him as a he was one of those he good championship go, yeah. player but I've not seen a lot of a Premiership player however Stubbs he rattled off all the signings he made for, yeah. for Hibs and then but it was it was a way from Greg Stewart yeah, yeah. and then to rejects from just like rejects from down south or Jamie Vardy's uh, yeah. academy it was just I can understand why he was, he was trying to put his put forward his idea but he's certainly got yeah. to take blame for oh, yeah. a lot of that and, and it's just uh, total ignorance or ignoring the um, the league cup like as if they weren't uh, good <laughs> like they were like oh yeah yeah uh, that's what I said that's I was only had four games I was like, well you had a bit more than that but, like that, that, but he was saying that was uh, one of the successes like yeah. you got them qualified from the Betfred Cup and yeah. then also that they won I don't know 6-0 at that's yeah. the stadium ones yeah. well done that's a massive <laughs> success so yeah um it's also hard to say, like when we go on now talking about Rangers. It's hard to say anything because the, the game has also become over. Uh, oh, like it's hard. <laughs> like I think there'll be people listening to this and being like, "Oh, you weren't hard enough on Dallas or like." Um, I can't really get upset about a game that Rangers were always going to win. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, it's to me, it's uh, it's just. The way, the way in which they did it was through uh, penalties rather than than open play, but I, it's not for the. I, I wouldn't doubt that the scoreline would have been similar if it hadn't been for the penalties. To be honest, yeah, exactly. So, so for me, the the first penalty was a stonewaller. Stop. Yep. Yeah. Stupid. Like he's yeah. going away from goal. Like yeah. The yeah. second, uh, I, not for me. It's not for me, but I can see why it was given. Yeah. Well. It's not like the the, the 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 it's not the preposterous. Like I was expecting to see. Oh, it's four penalty, four outrageous. But no, like it, I've, I've well, you've seen them given. Like, going back to Steve, we talked about Steve Clark at the start of the episode, and him getting embroiled in this mm-hmm. this discussion ahead of the midweek fixtures. I think he compared it to kind of Jordan Jones, but they were two very different. I think. Categories of dives like George yeah. Jones was a blatant diver. I think Defoe kind of stumbled and he was straight back up. Yeah. The I asked Craig Anderson about the the, the article for the, the Scotsman about the four penalties and mm-hmm. he had no complaints about the first one. Dallas was really well placed. He saw that Dallas was had bodies in front of him from the second one and also that and the linesman on the far side. Yeah, McGinn yeah. left his leg dangling, but wasn't enough. Contact to to make the difference. Yeah, and, like and he said, and he actually, I'm not uh, looking back at this, but uh, Craig's, who's obviously studied it, uh, said that Defoe actually kicks the, uh, kicks the turf rather mm. than McGinn's. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it is a penalty, but I can understand exactly why it was given. If you know what I mean, like it's yeah. not like it's not. I think the way it's been treated is that you know it's absolutely preposterous that was, you could have four penalty, four tackles made in, or four incidents in the box that leads to penalties. I think that you can't, oh, you can't, you can't send them off because they've already had two players sent yeah. off. How? Like you, always, yeah. You always, you always hear people going about when I don't know, there's tugging or pulling in the box. Yeah. Like just give start giving penalties even if you have to have nine or ten penalties. Yeah. Well, we did, yeah. we had that one. We had it once. The St. Johnston Falkirk uh, Bet Fred uh, yeah. Cup match, <laughs> and then that was the only crackdown for the whole season. Uh, the um, third and fourth penalties. This is where I have uh, a bit of sympathy for uh, Andrew Dallas. I, I can't believe I'm yeah. saying that because the the third one is. The handball, yeah, where and I think it is. I I would give that one. Yeah, yeah I, like, I would just say that's. I having just watched it once, knowing that there was content, there was yeah. uh, contention over it. Was see a handball was like outside, but I think it still carries on mm. in the box. Yeah, that's, which, that's where I was coming from. And then the fourth one again, it was one of those where it's fouled, 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 and then Candace goes into the box, and both. I think if you study the, if you have two or three looks at the Candace one, you probably think that's Craig Anderson. It's, it wasn't a penalty for him mm-hmm. because Tansy, I think, I think it's Tansy who brings brings him down, has let go of uh, Candace's shorts by mm-hmm. the, and then kind of Candace kind of chucks himself in the box. But if full full pace, it's hard. The Craig Anderson, Craig also said the handball. He thought it was probably not a penalty. But again, it was very difficult. Again, and and the assistant had uh, had yeah. The assistant did make the call yeah. for that one. To be honest, like, <laughs> like, you know, it's not. And this is when it comes back to to VAR. I mean, I'm not I've not got massive strong uh, massive feelings one way or the other for uh, VR. But the fact that it's taken so many different uh, looks yeah. at 
one thing to, and then you're still thinking, mm, yeah, yeah. Sure. And the, the thing is, you do look at so you do need the HD cameras because if you're watching a lot of instants <laughs> like in standard definition, yeah, there's no way you can tell. Um, I had first uh, the last weekend had the first I had my first experience of being at a game with VAR. Oh yeah, you're down uh, in for the FA Cup. Yeah, shite. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, as a fan experience, I think there's obviously ways, like, you know, they, they do it in NFL and stuff like that, where, like, the referee has to communicate and everyone knows that it's happening. But a lot of the time, the, in the, it was this Manchester City Burnley game, so it wasn't like it was a scoosh. Yeah. You know, it, 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 uh, you'd, there was just a whole, there was just a break in play, and people are just waiting around. Like, you yeah. know, and there's no explanation. People, you know, so, like, it, it's dreadful as a fan experience. And I think that's what you would like. That you've got to be very careful if you're going to bring it in. Um, I think, to be honest, there's so many other things in Scottish football to spend money on rather than VAR. Yeah. But uh, that's just, yeah, that's just me. The um, other one I would like to say as a winner is Jermaine Defoe. He. I mean, I think him and Kent were the best uh, best off for, for Rangers. Yeah, Kent Defoe. looked good in the, in the yeah. highlights. So he's, he's very much. He's, but then, I don't anyone could have looked good <laughs> in that game. I don't want to say like, I don't want to say Kent's a highlights player because he's yeah. much more than that. But yeah. he is always someone that will show up in highlights yeah. because of the type of player he is. Defoe uh, got his goal. I think it was more. Um, troublesome. He seemed to play more centrally than Morelos, but I think it was it was, it was a 4-4-2 diamond with the um, with Kent and behind Morelos. But I think Morelos was 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 more willing to to drift out out wide. Probably he might he'll get frustrated by that. However, the expectations are you you'd expect Rangers to go back to the 4-3-3 away to Aberdeen. Stephen Davis apparently was not was not good. Mm. Uh, and it seems to be so carrying a bit of lumber as well, uh, from what I've. From those what I've Hummel shirts, uh, those Hummel shirts will will show everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there, was, there was positives uh, there for Rangers, but I, I, it's, it's a job done. Yeah, exactly. Gerard was I think took, saw the opportunity to they've won comfortably, but still have a dig out of these pay, uh, players and keep them on their toes yeah, because yeah. he was really unhappy with the first half of Horns when he called it lethargic. Uh, just conscious of the time, we'll move on to. St Johnston Celtic yeah yeah why not uh, for me winner Sander Clark yeah got a great performance yep. like you um, doing it just we, we we know there's a lot of promise in Xander Clark and we've been saying that for a year few years now um, and I mean, it's it must be a confidence boost to him to know that he got the nod. Like you, him and Manus were yeah. almost on split duties, and that and now it's it's purely his. Um, and then performances like that were. Uh, yes, they were, were great. Although, admittedly, he is playing on a you know on the side of this team that was was seen a lot of action. So, um, he, you know, it's, this is it is an opportunity like that for him to shine. And uh, I noticed. Well, sorry, Liam McLeod. He was saying that the, on the commentary, uh, no one has kept more clean sheets yeah. in the league, and no one's made more saves. So we went on Wise Scout. He's made eighty-two saves, which was seven more than Gary Woods for Hamilton. Again, if you do it by saves per uh, per ninety minutes. He would not be top. I think there'd be a lot more, <laughs> uh, a lot more above him. Uh, that eighty-two. I'm not sure if that counts counts yesterday's game, mm-hmm. uh, just because it sometimes takes a yeah, yeah. while to update. So he could probably maybe make that uh, ninety. But I had completely missed the the dispute with well Peter Grant's comments. Yeah, I'd, when, he's, I was... when he's accused St Johnson of uh, crucifying Clark uh, following the six 0 defeat to Celtic earlier in the season, and it seemed weird that right. Waited until yesterday to kind of unless yeah unless I missed his uh, kind of rebuttal earlier on the season, but he, he seemed to bring it up again mm-hmm. and make a note that he's basically gets, Wright's given up on trying to get Clark in at Scotland. Yeah. So he's 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 there. He's good enough. You know where he's he is. Better, he's certainly better than Jack Hamilton <laughs> and uh, Arch Jordan Archer. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Uh, another winner from that game is, is Timothy Weir. Yeah, like, I think. Yeah, to me, I think it's only a matter of time uh, before he starts. You because you just uh, maybe maybe actually. Uh, PSG want him as only purely as an impact player. I don't know, um, but that could be a reason behind it. Um, so they've, it? from what I can gather, they've, had, they've uh, so he had before he signed for Celtic, he had a year left on his deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, well, sorry, eighteen months left in his deal. So he got next season. 
before he moved to Celtic they added an extra year so I think the belief in France or certainly reports in France were that if he did really well for Celtic in the next six months he would stay at Celtic for next season Mm -hmm. and then they would reassess it so he'd still have a year left on his PSG contract if he did really well for Celtic this season they'd look to extend it and bring it back to bring him back to PSG he he just looks like a really exciting talent and a really um What's 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 the word I'm looking for? A really um, infectious personality. Mm-hmm. These already Celtic fans already love him just because I, I did a piece on him and Burke uh, last uh, even before the, this game, and the amount of Celtic fans like they're in love with him already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's He's also got the bonus over Burke that he his face is right proportions like every time I see a picture of Park at the moment I'm like how are you wider than you are long he's a strange individual yeah. but yeah I think Guaya is, um, is is definitely the the kind of the big big Celtic winger eh, winger winner he's he can play, can play in a variety of positions he's making a big difference in the final third yeah. he's and it's a very, 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 very small sample size, but per 90 minutes he's scoring 1.41 goals yeah. per, per 90. But the way that Celtic are currently playing at the moment, you could potentially, not necessarily keep that up, but like staying above one, which would be a hell of an achievement, yeah. I think. Um, and I think he's well-placed now. Like One of my losers is, is Edouard, just yeah, because, of, just because yeah. that injury comes at a, at a point where you probably don't... You know, not, with Griffith still being out as well, like, and, and Burke not really being a striker, um, that you, it's kind of opening up all the, all the pieces have fallen into yeah. place for, for where and uh, the fact is that for Ed, um, Edward must have been looking at a team thinking if I can get the central striker role there I'm going to get even more chances because yeah. there's so much there's so much pace and creativity in the, in the attacking trident behind the, the main striker but now with where he is he looks capable of playing in tight spaces so again when defences are compact you've seen the way he took that touch mm-hmm. to set up uh, Forrest's goal and also he's, he's rapid he's absolutely yeah. rapid that's great. It's, it's a, he's a very exciting addition to have in Scottish yeah. football. Uh, and another loser is Ayer for, red, for taking that red card. Just, yeah, just, just leave it. Just, I mean, like, I know. I mean, Roger. Like, fair play to Rogers, and as Paul said, the first time I've said this, uh, he came out and said that ah, will not be appealing. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a stick on red. Yeah. It was a undercooked ball from Brown, and uh, he got caught on his foot. But just, just let him go in. Like the way the St Johnson were playing. There's no guarantee they scored it. Um, you know, you just you just accept it and move on. Now you're potentially looking at Jack Hendry <laughs> starting, yeah. and you're like, oh well, um, thanks for that. It's just, and I mean, I know we we've all got high hopes for for IR in terms of thinking he could be you know this complete football player, and you just have to chalk that up as a, a mistake that you'll you'll learn, you'd hopefully learn from. But it's. Uh, you know, it's uh, that sort of game management, isn't it? Yeah, like it's like, and, and 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 to be fair, I was quite surprised that it was given a straight red because I actually thought that there was potential, and not not the last man, but goal scoring opportunity. At Celtic where the, 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 there was two defenders coming back into place. It was, a, it was a, but, quite a far. But it was such a it was such a professional foul that I can kind of understand. Yeah, it, so. yeah I mean, Celtic as, as a whole, big winners from the week weekend. Not they didn't really ex- they didn't extend their lead. It was more the fact that the. Um, or did they extend? Was were Kelly were Kelly second? No, I think Rangers were second. Uh, ignore that. Uh, the fact that it looked like they were going to draw that game, they'd miss chance. They'd miss chances. Uh, again, Clark scored. They uh, had a uh, two very good shouts for a penalty. And there was one incident where uh, yeah, 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 Ryan Christie yeah, yeah. and then Edward. The Edward injury. That's if that was that was a foul outside the box. It was it's yeah. a foul. Yeah, it's just. I think it's just because it happened in a goal mouth. Like, it's yeah. weird that one of those things. So as soon as you put the goal mouth in in the mix, it's, it's suddenly like the all get all bets are off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. definitely. And they went into. Ten men. Ten yeah. I think it was the oh, scored yeah, yeah. by then, uh, but kind of eking out that win at St Johnson with Aberdeen and Rangers playing each other in midweek. They it just, could, it's it not an opportunity for yeah. the play- you. Know, and I think we've, I'm not sure I've talked about this, but you, that the other teams will just cut each other's throats. I mean, yeah. Celtic could have easily added to their ability to cut each other's throats if they'd done deals to send out on loan yeah. <laughs> players, but chose not to. Um, and they probably, in hindsight, given the way that the current injury crisis is going, that, that it's probably best for them uh, to have kept as many bodies yeah, as possible. Is it? My another loser is for me is Tony Watt. It's a bad miss. 
It's a real badness. Wh- which one? <laughs> Isn't the the one in the first, no, second half, the one that the header, the header, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, the, the, uh, the first one was he got into really good position as he does. Yeah, but just that it was a hard one because it's behind him and he's wrapping his foot around it. But it was the fact that it was so far. If he can so develop far. that killer instinct, though, like then he will, like yeah. he will not be at St Johnston for yeah, yeah. Like, for a lot. I mean, we want him to be at St Johnston for a while because he's, he's to find that to, yeah. to find yeah yeah the the back the back post one yeah you just looked at it and. I think I've done it's the sort of thing I've done when playing like you just shite it like yeah, you yeah, like, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, you're either, you, you either aware of players around you yeah. uh, or the, just the fact that you're really close to the post yeah. or really uh, it's like right in front of you and you can see that he backed out of it which is it's a shame he's, his goals he's a bit him and, him and Stevie May kind of remind me of each other they do so much great work I think they're both quite intelligent strikers they just they've just not got that knacking yeah, yeah. anymore yeah, both, well, they, they both have had it and, yeah. but I've, I've seen it first hand or what he was like, during his spell at Haas he was, he was really really good honestly he was so excited when he got the ball at his feet I can't remember too many Hearts players who have had such death control and mm. um, ability on the ball and then you put play some front of goals he missed a set against Celtic yeah. for us as well and it was just so disappointing any more from that game, or should we move on to Hibs Aberdeen? Oh, I thought that was the last game we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, save the best for yeah. last. I was, I was at. You, just, you were there, I, I wasn't. Yeah, so, just uh, to talk uh, about it in, yeah. gen, in general, the first half was probably the first half an hour was <laughs> yes. incredible. It was really, really good. It was so open. Uh, both sides were, were going for it. There was. Uh, it was also in a way that was played at a really high pace as well. Then. Cosgrove went off off injured yeah. so, so Cosgrove went down uh, holding his back mm-hmm. and he went off for a bit came back on and then his injury that just seemed to it just seemed to kind of kill the momentum off the, off the game yeah. and one, once like, once Aberdeen had got ahead Hibs fans were incandescent for the rest of the game because they were they just Talk about game management. Aberdeen just perfect. Yeah. Aberdeen, to be fair, once sometimes in some league games, if they've got if they've got ahead, they are they're so cute in what they do. Yeah, like, there was even in the trying to think first of all, the first half. Joel Lewis went off uh, with a head yeah. injury because he, he, he hit his head off the post. Pretty bad, yeah. Thomas Cherney was came on. Thomas Cherney, that like the uh, the master of the dark arts. He wasn't ready so Lewis had gone off and there was still like you were just waiting around for two minutes for uh, Cherney to come on the pitch then since it was a, it was a goal kick it was Malin's, uh, Malin's free kick went, went past yeah. the post it took another like minute to take the free kick it was it was incredible just to see if was, see if was fantastic so I've, I've got winners on I've got winners on both sides uh, and, for- and losers for Aberdeen winners was the Tommy Hoban, Hoban slash Andrew Constantine so I'd completely forgotten Tommy Holman existed. Yeah, well, that, um, I was doing the preview for the Evening News before the game uh, on uh, Thursday, so I'd written out the Aberdeen team and it was like Scott McKenna, uh, Scott McKenna and Andy Constantine, Mikey Devlin probably won't be back then. And then forgot that Scott McKenna had, uh, went off injured against Kilmarnock, I think, last mm. week, and then he missed the Stennis Muir. Uh, so Holman and Constantine played in the centre. Uh, the park, so I was thinking, oh, that's that's a big boost for Hibs, big mm-hmm. boost. But the Hoban and Constantine they played as a back three because uh, Logan kind of tucked in one. Excellent. You saw Constantine's headed goal. Having watched it back, it was even better than I thought. Even though it's like he's, he's three yards away, but the ball's behind him, and he's generated so much power to fight, head yeah. into the top of the net. The second half was basically Aberdeen just set up shop at. They didn't really defend their box, but they defended deep. They had good chances on the counter attack to finish it. Hibs had a lot of possession, but they just couldn't uh, couldn't come up with the creativity yeah. to break them down. And a lot of that is down to uh, kind of Hoven and Constant. They were just no nonsense def- uh, defending. They just seemed to. It was one of those performances where I think centre backs you look at and think, yeah, I'd really enjoy to just play that. So yeah, just, yeah. you're just doing absolutely everything. So yeah, they were a winner for me for Aberdeen. Ollie Shaw, I was really impressed with him. All right, okay, yeah, good. I was really impressed. He was. I kind of felt for him and Camberry at times because they they're seemed, so isolated. Like, they were so isolated. Like it got better as the game went on. Again, because Aberdeen were once Aberdeen got ahead, they were dropped deeper. So Shaw was at times 
Shaw and Camberry were getting the ball and there wasn't really a combination between them but there was yeah. once where Shaw pulled wide got the ball and he looked up he was in a really good position the only player in, kind of in front of him was David Gray yeah. That was the kind of only player he could he could he could look to find, but he sort of the the goal. It's like a, a bit of clever cons- movement. Yeah, yeah, very clever and a really good finish. But I've got a concern for Aberdeen there, just their midfield balance. I think that's something that teams can get at. Mm-hmm. However, Shaw, you can tell he's, he's still like we were talking about Scott Wright earlier on. He could do with going to the the, the gym. gym. Yeah. However, he did show like a real willingness to get involved. He he, he worked his arse off. He. Um, Worked the flanks. He was offering, offering short and going in behind, and then so Hibs were kind of getting the momentum that time, and then they brought McNulty on for Shaw, and uh, McNulty did nothing. I think he yeah. touched the ball twice. Yeah, that's fun times. <laughs> <laughs> Losers for me were Marvin Bartley. It was rubbish. I, th- I, I think, um, I think his race is run. To be honest, I think is. He did. He never like he never had the. Uh, he didn't have much mobility, um, but he was fine at breaking stuff up when when Hibs need to play bigger teams when we're in the championship mm-hmm. and even last season to extent. But this he says his his passing's not good enough. He does it's like it's, 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 it's all, yeah, it's awful. And so if your only if your only job is to be a disruptor of the game, that's fine. But you need to be, have the ability to move around a lot, and he seems to have just lost he, that. Yeah, that's I mean, he's thirty two, thirty three yeah. now, so like it's not that. Played as the deepest midfielder, you without that's a bit problematic because Malin loves to play deep as well with, for reasons that I'll without uh, without Ambrose like willing to take the ball from defence, and it was, I was having to go, it was having to go through Bartley, and there was just no. There was kind of just no connection. There's uh, no pizzazz with, it, with his passing. Not at all. It would, it would go back to the defence. Yeah. And it was a diff- big difference when Bigger Amana came on. He was far more progressive of his passing. Uh, again, he maybe doesn't give you the physical attributes mm-hmm. of Bartley, but I think Bartley could be, depending on the managers, could be yeah. wedded out. Other loser for me was James Wilson. There's moments where I watch James Wilson, especially yep. on Saturday at East Road, and you think this guy is a superstar. There was a couple of times where he just got the ball and just burned past Hibs players as if they weren't there. He's, his movement was really good. He's got at times got a really good touch, like him, Gary McKay Stephen. You saw the, the trick he did against the full yeah, Stevenson yeah, yeah, yeah. and Greg Short. Like, when you get the, they've got really great control. And, and then, then. <laughs> Wilson had two two chances when he went through on goal, and at neither point did I think he's going to score that. Yeah. He's going to score that despite it being a really really good chance. I don't. Yeah, there's. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's the problem, isn't it, with Wilson? Is that you can see that there is a there is a champion, there is a Manchester United player in there, but it's, yeah. uh, but if you're not showing it enough, like it's a big problem. Uh, a loser for me, just I know he uh, was uh, Marciano. Like just that's it. like just yeah. just for the second goal. Like alone, I know he had a couple of good saves later on, but you just can't be making no. mistakes like that. And you know, and with that, I could a winner was GMS, but I could have written that like at any point before this game because GMS against Hibs is just yeah, it's it just always guaranteed. On both of those, so starting with Marciano first, he I was in the player ratings, and as soon as he made that mistake, because I was I was trying to get my work done very yeah, so he was. He was five, and I was actually going to do one of the three things. I was going to write Marciano or kind of about Marciano or possibly Bogdan. Yeah. And then second half, he, he came up with some really big stops. So and that, that's, the, that, that's the that's the conundrum with yeah. with Marciano. Like, and I think I I prefer him over Bogdan just because he exudes more confidence, yeah. than, which the defence definitely t- yeah. um, you know, feeds off. Um, but again, the both are both are not without their problems. And GMS, yeah, Stevenson actually was played well against him again, but he came up with a big moment into the goal, and uh, that that bit of skill was yeah, just tremendous. Was, yeah, unbelievable. So yeah, that's that's us. Fifty five minutes, bloody hell! I think I people know. are going to be falling asleep well before <laughs> this. But yeah, thank you very much for um, for listening. You can get us on all the usual places. I'm not going to run through them because I'll just stumble through my words. But we have got the live show coming up this Friday. Yep. All tickets I have been sold out, so we're looking forward to that. We are planning to record it 
Yes. The lifts, yeah. We, yeah. Were, planning, we were planning to like, uh, record the live show. I would imagine it'll require an element of editing. Possibly, yeah, there's a good chance of that happening. Uh, I, I'm, I'm already worried about something I'll say that'll get me <laughs> chucked off this TV show. Uh, <laughs> but no, it'll, uh, it'll, be, it'll be a great laugh and hopefully it all goes well and we can record it for those that can't make it, especially, uh, I don't know, there's a few overseas listeners who yeah. are, would be keen to keen to come that hopefully everything goes well and we are able to release it yeah I think um, without being uh, sound too sentimental and stuff like that we uh, the last few weeks I think is it's blown us away by uh, the faith that you guys have in us in terms of the, the reaction to the to the TV show that is adapted from this podcast and yeah. the live show uh, and obviously the new Patreon tier um, I think if you've not listened to your Patreon tier um, I'd encourage you to, to give it a go at least there's some we're doing some really interesting stuff yeah. like, which um, is even surprising each other yeah. um, which is which is uh, fantastic but yeah we're um, we're completely blown away actually by by your uh, depths of feeling for for uh, us rambling yeah, and they're just um, it's actually quite touching yeah I'll, I'll double down on that because I um, I remember when the TV show when we announced the TV show and I was just I just logged into Terrace. Uh, I didn't do any work that day. Just logged into Terrace Twitter account and I was just refreshing. So I was like, "Fuck!" People are actually generally happy with this. It's, it was really good to see the yeah and, and, and all the feedback's been fantastic. In terms of the uh, Patreon, let us know what you want, to, what you what you'd like to hear, uh, what you think of uh, the different features. If you um, if you think they can be improved or they're not for you, because we we are kind of a lot, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, a yeah. lot of it is, is us just thinking this is stuff that we've wanted to do for a while or. Different things so, so yeah but like if you've got suggestions for us we're always uh, we're always delighted to hear so your yeah, feedback uh, get us on uh, message us on, on on twitter or send us a email to terracepodcast at gmail.com yeah anyway thank you goodbye thank you, thank you. bye bye what did I, I say goodbye don't for fuck's sake sports social podcast network